Once upon a time, there were tens of thousands of makers struggling. Every day they built for hours and hours, but didn't chip and didn't earn enough income. One day, the No Code Wealth podcast came to help them find a way. Because of this, makers became founders and lived the life they deserve. Because of this, founders live lives of abundance, freedom, and creativity. That's what I'm really all about. Hello, my name is Aziz and from being a poor boy born to a single mother in North Africa to failing multiple startups yet learning a whole lot to barely escaping alive the war in Ukraine, even living as an illegal immigrant. I've lost everything twice and now I'm rebuilding my life one more time, 1% a day, sharing the wisdom of luminaries I've interviewed on this podcast from Google executives to Amazon, Microsoft, Forbes Technology Council, Harvard, Financial Times, and even a priest from the Vatican Church. Everyone is welcome here. So let's begin. My guest today is Taylor Robichaud from California State University, San Marcos, to Health Dimensions, Orange Theory Fitness, F45 Training, Micromobility Industries, and now Variance. Taylor is the growth developer at Variance, helping sellers crush their goals. Variance helps companies convert their prospects faster and identify expansion opportunities they didn't know existed. But this is all about Taylor today. Taylor, how are you today? Hi, Aziz. Thank you so much for having me. I'm doing great. Thank you. It's my privilege. It's my honor. And I'm really happy to explore who you are as a person. So my favorite first question is, you as a person, what have you been thinking about these days or lately that is demanding your attention or thought. Maybe it's a problem you're trying to solve, an insight you're trying to implement more of in your life, or anything that is important to you as a person. That's a great question. You know, one thing that's been on my mind recently has been um, not to take life too seriously. Actually, I agree with you 100%. You know, there is that saying that, um, don't take life too seriously because you'll never make it out of it alive. So <laughs> that's very true. And to understand something about you, I know you're doing business development and you're dealing with something like sales, which has a lot of rejection and all that. But before that, you were dealing and in the field of fitness and health. Do you describe yourself as someone who is identifying as a health and fitness freak or like (laughs) focused or um, someone who that is a big part of your identity and important for you? Yes, that is a huge part of my identity. I grew up playing competitive soccer. So living an active, healthy lifestyle has always been embedded in my life. So promoting that through fitness sales was a big part of my life. I recently made the switch to technology sales, but I still make sure to 
um, advocate for living a healthy lifestyle in, in many ways as I can. Why is it important for you? Is it a habit? Or growing up, did you see someone who wasn't so healthy uh, and it like something was traumatic about it that pushed you to value it? Imagine this. Okay, you can have a happy life, but you cannot do any fitness activities anymore. What would be missing? Right. So I grew up in a gym. My mom was a fitness trainer and since I can remember, I was always in the daycare playing with friends. And my mom was a personal trainer, training people to become the best versions of themselves. So she was really my role model. And when I was in college playing college soccer, I was really starting to think about what I was going to do after soccer and what my career would look like. And I was really driven to the idea of promoting a healthy, active lifestyle, because that's what my mom did. And that's what I grew up doing, being active, and it felt natural for me. So I moved on to work for Orange Theory Fitness as a sales associate. And it was very natural for me. I had a competitive drive in me from playing competitive sports. So the sales aspect became very natural and very fun. I saw instant results by helping people change their lives and it became extremely rewarding. Um, so I was really driven by helping people in the sense of promoting fitness. So does fitness have a connotation of family, of a friendship of being similar to your mother? Does it have that feeling that makes it more than just an activity, but rather um, a deep connection? Definitely a deep connection with my family, friends, the values that have been instilled in me from a young age, um, and so forth. Thank you. And you played competitively and you have this competitive drive, I'm sure, but how do you reconciliate this with the fact that when you're dealing with sales, business development, or real life, or even uh, sportsmanship and soccer, you lose at some points, you know? It's not always the best team that wins. Sometimes it's the team that gets the better opportunities <laughs> that wins and things like that. So being competitive, how does rejection or failure not crush you? You know what I mean? <laughs> so there's no better feeling than working hard for something and winning as a result. But of course, you have to fail and receive a no to be motivated to get a yes. So no's just motivate me to work harder because there's no better feeling than winning and receiving a yes. So I'm motivated to continue to work hard and push through the no's to receive that yes. And it's like an adrenaline rush. It reminds me of when I was playing soccer, when I receive a yes from a buyer, it reminds me of winning the CIF championship when I was in high school. It's such a great feeling. And I feel like I'm constantly chasing that um, result. Thank you. I like this. I wish more people had it because to them, they prefer the hope that comes when you're not acting, when there is inaction and uh, 
procrastination even and people will be like if i were doing it i'll be crushing it but uh <laughs> and then excuses and all that so to you it's an adrenaline rush that comes when you push through the nose to get to one yes and everybody every salesperson or business developer has those dry spells or streaks of uh, negative luck or whatever how do you keep yourself motivated me for example i had in the beginning my first startup which it failed but i learned a whole lot you know i didn't know what i was doing but i needed to be doing it and i remember every morning i will say today could be the day because life is not all our actions sometimes there is luck involved a lot of it is luck actually and sometimes you think well today could be the day where you get a lucky break that will help you push you forward to you if you had periods of uh, low um, results or anything like that even in sports how do you stay motivated is it only chasing that feeling or do you have some mantras some affirmations some ways of thinking that help you through it that's a great question it is hard to keep yourself motivated but setting goals for myself really helps me achieve those um you know every month we have quotas we have to hit but i also set up my own individual goals so that i can keep pushing myself you know i've learned um through working in the tech industry from the past nine months you really have to be a self-starter you have to create your own urgency you have to raise your own expectations and grind towards your missions and i'm inspired to do this by the goals that i set for myself so that i can feel successful um, what really helps me is again going back to fitness working out The more I work out and clear my mind, the more motivated I feel, the more healthy I feel. I really value feeling good, and that helps me wash away the negativity of the nose that I get. I feel like I become stronger after every workout, and then that emulates into my career, and that helps me push through the hard times so that I can be stronger to get the yes. I have so many questions, but I'll ask this when you create your own goals do you create process focused goals like today i will do a specific number of outreach emails or outreach cold calls or something like that or is it your own goals that push you but in a way where you have outcome based goals where you say i have to make x number of sales by um next tuesday and therefore you'll stay up all night or whatever until you reach it So what I like to do is I set up a game plan each day and I set up a game plan that will help me organize my day so that I can feel successful at the end of the day and which will help me reach my goals by the end of the week. So each day I set up a game plan of how many emails I'll be sending out, how many meetings I want to book, how many people I want to network with and um the email campaign sequences I send out and so forth. Thank you. And you mentioned three times how you're feeling or feeling good and all that which is an more emotional or emotive kind of way of approaching the world and do you find yourself surrounded by similar people who feel in the tech and startup scene and space that you moved into or do you find yourself a feeler among logical people? 
That's an interesting question. It's hard to answer that now that I'm working remote and I'm not working with people directly in person. So I don't get much of a sense of others through Zoom or through LinkedIn messaging. I think I get this from my mother. She is a very intuitive person. She's always taught me to go with my gut feeling. And I have emulated that from her to really just make sure I'm in tune with what feels best. And my gut has never astrayed me. And I feel like my intuition really does help push me and motivate me and guide me in the right direction, which helps with my career. I love this topic. And I have to ask you, a lot of people don't trust their intuition. They either have been traumatized, they had hunches that didn't come through, and so they don't trust it, or they trust too much too much into logic and the uh, visible side of reality, and therefore they think, oh, trust in my intuition, that's childish, that's like Neanther, uh, you know, something from primitive, something that is not working. What makes you trust your intuition? What supports you in it? Did you have situations where by trusting your intuition, something extraordinary uh, was manifested for you or was shown to you or happened? How do you trust it so much and why? I wish I could give you a specific example. I feel like it plays a part in my daily life. When I don't trust my intuition, things don't go as planned. Things don't go the way I had expected them to. So I feel strongly about trusting what my gut says, and it hasn't led me in the wrong direction when I do. Thank you. And as someone who feels, and you were, you are, you grew up in a gym, and you're very active, and you played soccer, and you speak about your gut, which is very embodied. Do you see the world as a kinesthetic person? Are you kinesthetic? And one of the best things or ways to know is that you feel sensations and emotions deeply, often more than other people. And often you're enjoy or want or are in that flow state and the present moment rather than in your head thinking about the future or reimagining the traumas of the past and things like that. Are you such a person? I am. And I think this is a great question because I I am new to the tech industry and I don't think being a kinesthetic person is, um, is involved in the tech industry. And I think a lot of females are bringing this dynamic to the tech industry and is help, helping grow the dynamic. Um, of the way women are selling in the industry. Thank you. And since you're speaking about it that way, and a lot of founders, they're not really good at selling or they don't understand what is salesmanship and all that. They think about it as the sleazy car, used car salesman, etc. For you specifically, what is your own way of thinking about sales? Do you have your own method or how do you approach it? And how is it similar to you being a soccer player? So my way of selling comes from my background in fitness sales. And what was the most successful way to sell for me when I was doing B2C sales was 
gaining a genuine connection, being empathetic, listening to understand and trying to solve to find out the best solution. And I've carried that over into the tech industry. And I've noticed that it has been extremely helpful for shaping solutions. Thank you. And how was that decision to move from fitness to the tech space? What motivated it? How did you approach it? Why not any other thing? How was that experience, situation, and decision-making process? So I was working in fitness sales for five years. It was a great experience, extremely rewarding. I moved my way up from a sales associate to assistant manager. I then opened three fitness studios leading the pre-sales process. We opened three studios with over a thousand members at each studio. It was extremely incredible. And then I moved on to be a sales director, leading a team of 10 sales associates. The pandemic hit and there was a huge shift in the fitness industry. I did not think fitness would survive. We immediately moved all of our fitness workouts to Zoom workouts. We were able to survive the pandemic through technology. We kept our membership base via Zoom, social media, and email. It was incredible to be a part of. People craved socialization. So when we got back into studio and we were in person, we ended up having more members than we did pre-pandemic. It was one of the most rewarding experiences of my career. But towards the end of my journey, I reached a point where I wanted to continue on. I wanted to be stimulated in a new way and I wanted to learn more. And I was reflecting on my experience in fitness and I thought about how tech was the foundation of how we survived through the pandemic. And I decided to quit my job, travel for three months, and then figure out my next career move. During my travels, I did more reflecting on tech and tech sales. I had a few mentors who I sat down with and had some coffee, and they inspired me of their experience in the tech industry. And they told me how lucrative the industry was and how there's no cap and there's so much to learn. I was really inspired by my mentors. So I started to apply for different tech roles. It was extremely hard to break through the tech industry with a fitness background. Bavarians took a chance on me about nine months ago, and that was extremely exciting and intimidating at the same time. Joining a fully remote team of six male engineers and me being the first salesperson in my first ever tech sales role was a huge change, but it's been extremely, extremely exciting and very, very educational. I have so many questions, but the first I will ask, you spoke about the human's need to be social, to connect with others, as well as you grew up, you said, in competitive sports, which is a group activity rather than an individual thing like lifting weights or working out or anything like that. So working remotely how do you keep yourself sane? I know you all mentioned working out, but how do you keep that human 
connection you said through Zoom, it's not the same. Can you get some of it through uh, online means? It's a challenge. It really is a challenge to keep yourself motivated alone. I do have a dog. I recently got a puppy, which has been a game changer. So it's nice to have her companionship. I also have made sure to put myself out there. I love to connect with new people in different communities on LinkedIn and Slack channels and set up virtual coffee dates. I have many mentors who I meet with weekly. And it's nice to set up these Zoom meetings and not necessarily chat about work, but also chat about life and stay connected that way. So that's been extremely helpful for the transition of me working remote. And another note that I would like to point out is that the benefit of that is that I get to meet people from all over the world, not just my community in California, but across the world. And I, I gain so much knowledge meeting people from different places. I have a ton of questions again, but I'll ask this one. Yes, you said you get a lot of knowledge from meeting people. Do you feel you learn and you do focus more on learning from people than from books or courses and all that? And how is it? Like a lot of people in the tech industry will say, no, I, I love to learn by reading a book or from a structured audio book. Um, I'm not sure through uh, chit-chatting and uh, speaking with people, I can learn much. But how do you learn from people? Is it organic? Do you ask them questions related to what you're struggling with or thinking about in that time? Do you listen to the stories and ask for the stories from their experience? Or how do you approach learning from people? And are they the most valuable source of knowledge for you, much more than books and resources and things like that? Yes, people are the most knowledgeable resource for me. I would say my love language is quality time spent. My favorite thing to do is spend time with my friends and my family, as well as meet new people. I gain the most knowledge from them. I think it's really important to stay curious and ask questions. And through this, I have learned so much in the past nine months working in tech from other people and how to approach my sales tactics, my strategies, how I go to market. Um, and it's been extremely valuable for me. Thank you. And a lot of founders and tech people focus a lot more on the product than on meeting people, on networking. Maybe some say, I don't have the time, or it's not so important, or it's not so valuable. Do you? Do you feel that networking, and you mentioned your mentors and things like that, is one of the top, if not the most important activity, how do you build a connection with a new person? Imagine someone is an introvert or socially awkward is listening, like what's your way to connect with someone new to build a relationship? How do you network? How do you keep connection with people that you've met from before? And is networking a big part, not only of sales, but just for a way for you to live and grow as a professional and as a person? Networking is the biggest way for me to grow as a professional and a person. I love to grow my network and 
explore opportunities of meeting new people. I think the best way to gain connections is ask people about themselves and really get them talking, hear about their experiences, ask them about their challenges, what's made them successful. Um, I love to maintain relationships through social media, especially through LinkedIn, staying connected there, engaging in their content. Um, and especially, you know, you know, um, group events, in-person events. I've now been to two in-person tech events. They're slowly starting to open up and the strongest relationships that I have with others in this industry have been through my in-person connections that I've met at these events. I think it's extremely powerful to shake someone's hand, look them in the eyes, feel their integrity, and really get a sense of who they are and show them who you are so you can feel and build that trust. So networking to me is extremely important professionally and personally. Thank you. And growing up in California, you said you traveled before, you like meeting people from all over the world. What, I mean, I understand the other cultures, they open new doorways for you to learn from people. But why didn't you consider, as someone working remotely, living anywhere in the world, whether South America, Southeast Asia, you could be in Bali right now, or something like that, or somewhere else in Europe, in Paris, etc. Why California? And do you have a, like a future plan, or is it part of what you intend to do and want to do? to travel the world, be a, a wanderer and a globetrotter and just explore the world and learn from local people? Or that's, you know, your network is more localized in California and the tech industry. And so it's much better to be in the place to be. I love this question. I'm sure based on my previous answers, you could probably guess what I'm about to say, but I love quality time spent. I am a huge family person and my family is located in Southern California. I have moved away twice for short periods of time, but I was so far away from my family. I decided to move back and Southern California is beautiful. We have it all here and I love traveling. I love being a globe trotter. Um, and you know, I really believe it's not about the destination. It's about the journey. So getting up and going to travel is, is such a blast and it's so easy to do in California. So staying in California where my family is based, my network is here and being able to travel around the world here is a-okay with me. I really, really love that answer so much. And well, you're staying there, you're being connected, but you mentioned it's about the process and about the journey rather than about the destination. When it comes to sales, is that how you approach it? That it's about the process of going through the best practices and your game plan, as you said, rather than thinking, oh my God, I'm not hitting quota today or this week or this month and stressing out and like um, trying to frenetically get some business? Is it about rather than cramming everything in the last second or uh, focusing or stressing about the outcome, you follow the zen of the journey rather than the destination? Or how does this translate into your work as a 
business development and salesperson. That's a really great connection that you made. That's a connection I haven't made, and I'm really happy you did. Um, as I mentioned, I've been working for Variance for the past nine months, and I am the first sales person on the team. So I'm essentially creating the processes and the go-to-market approach. So I do have to take a step back and remember, it's about the journey, not the destination. Thank you for that connection. You're welcome. And thank you too. Uh, this was an enriching conversation. I learned a lot from you. I appreciate your time. And if people want to learn about Variance since you're working there, can you share a few words about it, what you do? And if people want to learn more about you and or about Variance, what are the best links for them to go and explore? And I'll make sure also to uh, put some in the description. Thank you. Variance is a customer growth platform. Our solution enables you to track your user's journey on your product and your website for revenue growth. Product-led growth sales leaders and product managers use our platform to qualify, convert, and expand accounts, all based on customer data. We're helping customers close deals faster, increase revenue by showing them exactly what their customers are doing. You can find our website at variance.com and you can also find us on LinkedIn. Thank you again, Taylor. I recommend you enjoy the great weather in California this weekend and I'm sure you will with your family and I wish you a wonderful day. Thank you, Aziz. This was a pleasure. I really enjoyed our conversation and I hope you have an amazing day. Mm -hmm.